This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. I am the dude, so that's what you call me. Or you can call me Anthony if you want to get a little bit more personal. I can't guarantee I'm going to remember your name the first 6, 7, 8, 38 times that uh, you tell me. But eventually, I will get it. I promise. So i got a few things planned that I want to talk about. But first, as usual, we got to start off with the drink special. Uh, today's drink special comes from Jason underscore dot underscore Holmes on Instagram. This one's called the Rose Gold Gin Cocktail. This is what he says about it. Uh, when you hear fall spices, what comes to mind? Cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, allspice, ginger, chai tea, maybe? All accurate and delicious. However, many other spices can be lent to the air of autumn to cocktails under the appropriate circumstances. Take turmeric, for example. Turmeric, sorry. Take turmeric, for example. Earthly, subtly warming, and vibrantly hued. Uh, Minetta Gould, Lady Jane, Denver. Uh, Pairs with Southeast Asian spice with gin, ginger, and freshly squeezed orange and lemon juices. In her delectable and cheerful sour, the Rose Gold Gin Cocktail. Fluorescent drink, purple bottle, fall flavor. What more do you need? So how you make this uh, Rose Gold? gold gin cocktail you need these ingredients uh 1.5 ounces high clear castle gin three quarter ounce orange juice one half ounce lemon juice one half ounce simple syrup uh one quarter ounce stirring ginger liqueur and stirrings ginger liqueur let me get that right and one pinch of turmeric uh garnished with lemon peel and rosebud uh Probably is an, yet another drink that you got to shake the shit out of because he has it uh, really well displayed. Uh, the picture is really awesome. Uh, great uh, presentation with the rosebud that he made out of the lemon peel. Uh, I'll have it posted on the Instagram and the Facebook pages. Um, so, but uh, sounds like a really uh, unique drink. Um, Gin, orange juice, lemon probably goes down really smooth or might, might have, have a little bit of kick to it. But if you guys try it, uh, let me know uh, or uh, let Jason Holmes from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, again, his Instagram is Jason underscore dot underscore Holmes um, and give it a try. Let me know what you think. Email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, or just go talk to Jason. He's uh, probably dying to hear what you think of his drink, too. I just like promoting people. This uh, That's part of the fun, since I uh, don't do, like, uh, uh, tipsy bartender and make drinks on YouTube. He's pretty much cornered the market on that, and I got a lot of respect for that guy because he's very uh, photogenic, and he... Uh, does he does it all really well i can't compete with him uh but uh you know give this stuff a try and otherwise you know we'll just sit back and talk like we always do so is anybody else getting a little bit of feeling of deja vu out there i mean uh we're uh, closing down the united states again uh for COVID 19 
not sure whether it's because we didn't do it right the first time. If we didn't, hopefully we'd do it the, right the second time. Uh, I mean, I, I got bored earlier today and went into a motorcycle shop that I've never been into. And the guy actually came up to me and says, wearing, wearing a mask, completely optional. We got the doors open. Everything's all clean. Feel free to sit down on a motorcycle if you want. There was this really kick-ass Indian that I can't afford that I was just drooling over. But like I said, can't afford it. Uh, but, uh, you know, all the other places that I went today, you know, it was mask mandatory and people wearing their masks down under their nose, off their ear. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what's the goddamn point? Either wear it or don't. I was wearing my mask, uh, just because, you know, the holidays are coming up. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if I'm going to be able to travel back uh, to, uh, back to the Northwest to visit my family or what, but, uh, you know, since my parents are, uh, advanced and aged and, uh, my niece is pretty young, I don't want them to pick up whatever I've got. And of course, being 44 years old now, uh, it's, uh, you know, my odds, I, I don't know what my odds are anymore. I, uh, kind of like uh, that post I put on Instagram a wh- little while ago. I'd like to be able to tell my customers that I paid attention to the election results, but I was binge-watching Firefly. And with schools, unfortunately, shutting down again, uh, I actually think that, uh, that everybody's got a good hold on that right now since people, are, uh, a lot of kids are getting used to virtual learning. With, well, I decided to call it virtual learning. That's not what it's called but learning online. Now, my only problem with that is you don't, the kids need to learn how to interact with each other because we have a bad enough problem with kids being antisocial or uh, having anxiety problems in crowds. Hell, I'm a great example, and I, but I went to school. Uh, and so I'm not a huge fan of it. I'd love to see, the, but there's not much choice. I'd love to see my niece go back to school and actually interact with the other kids. Not sure how she feels about them, but you know, um, because every time I try to talk to her, she, I say, Hey, how's school? She's fine. And, uh, but, uh, and then I ask her, you got friends? Yeah. Of course she's 13 years old. She's, I kind of expect her to be like that. And, uh, then I ask if she, ha- she has a boyfriend and then she just giggles and then t- rolls her eyes and I'm like, don't roll your eyes at me. But I digress. Uh, she, uh, but uh, you know, they're also closing down the restaurants again. Crap. And you know, there's plenty of you guys, hopefully, that listen to my show. Uh, I'm really sorry for what's happening to you. I really hope that you all get back to work as soon as possible, or find something in order to make sure that you don't run into any severe problems uh, financially, emotionally, because uh, even I'm, well, I, I've already t- uh, admitted to you guys that I have issues with anxiety and intro- being introvert and stuff like that, but you need to get out and uh, they're shutting the, shutting the country down again, but it all except the gyms. And I don't, I, truthfully, I really don't understand that. Uh, although I do practice martial arts, I still go to my dojo uh, since they are allowed to stay open as long as they 
keep within a certain criteria of sanitation. But uh, I don't know between you, uh, you guys and me. Uh, I personally would think that it would be more likely to catch some kind of disease or virus in a gym situation than in a food situation. Uh, but that's just me. I, I don't know all the details, honestly. Uh, but I feel sorry for all my fellow bartenders and servers out there that are having to stay home. Uh, unemployment probably covers maybe a fifth of what you make in a week and probably doesn't cover rent. And it, it would, it's just difficult. And, uh, you know, just remember, like I've told you guys before, there is ways out there to get help. Now, I've uh, I've actually talked to a couple charities out there that are there to help out people in the service industry. Couldn't get any of them to be on my show. They pretty much ghosted me, and so I'm uh, I don't think I'm allowed to say what those charities are. But Google uh, bartender servers uh, charities, and uh, you know. Find out where you can get help. If you are in severe financial stress, you're uh, able to pay the bills, but you're not able to eat. Uh, you know, you ha- um, and some of you, probably a lot like me, are maybe a little bit too proud to ask for help or maybe even get unemployment. There was one time I got fired. Well, I got fired from that banquet job I had when I was banquet bartender. And... I think that was the first job that I'd ever officially been fired from. Uh, and it was because uh, there was uh, some difficulties with my girlfriend's family and I felt she was uh, paying, you know, tending, uh, tending to her, her was more important than going to work. And which bit me in the ass uh, a lot later, not with her, everything with her was fine. But my priorities were all over the place because my mind, you know, started wondering, okay, I I just got fired from this job. I've been unemployed for three months and, you know, I felt like a deadbeat boyfriend and I I didn't want to feel like that. And and, uh, that was uh, that was rough on what was going through my head. I never talked to her about it because I kept it to myself. But finally, my dad took me aside and says, why haven't you applied for unemployment yet? And I said, I don't, I don't really want to. That means that, you know, I'm, you know, asking for handouts. And he goes, it's not a handout. What's wrong with you? You pay into that. That's your money. Go get it. And yeah, eventually, uh, eventually I got my off my butt and went to the unemployment office and told him, Hey, I'm unemployed. And I got my unemployment checks, uh, as small as they were, but they helped put gas in my car so that I could, uh, drive to interviews and look for a job. And, uh, you know, things, things were doing fine. Uh, and eventually I got, uh, got that job at that, uh, at the first real bar that I ever got to work at and everything was cool. Well, at least as cool as it can be, it could be for the next year and a half. I mean, you have good days and you got bad days. But, uh, you know, I read a Facebook post uh, just recently, and uh, 
there was this, it was in, I think it was a fraternal order of bartenders. Uh, a girl was asking uh, for advice. She found herself an opportunity for what is referred to as a real job. This job has full benefits, you know, medical, dental, vision, 401k, all that stuff. And uh, right now, considering what's going uh, going on, she might she's thinking about doing it. And because they keep closing down the restaurants all the time and you're not, and all you restaurant workers probably aren't getting the hours that you were getting before. I was on I did a live Instagram show last Wednesday. That's why I didn't put up a Wednesday show this week. And uh one of one person said on there that there were five bartenders fighting for seven shifts. And I thought, dear God, that's gotta suck. Now, I want to make something abundantly clear. I'm not telling any single one of you, bartenders, servers, busboys, cooks, dishwashers, to bail uh, bail out on your jobs as of right now. Because if you love your job, fucking stick to it. You know, uh, if you feel happy there, if you feel comfortable there, the, you know, by all means, hey, bartender podcast backs you up 150%. But if an opportunity lands in your lap, uh, like it sounds like for this, uh, for this woman, uh, take it because you know, bartenders and servers very seldomly, at least in America, I've heard differently in other countries. We don't have medical benefits. We don't have retirement plans. Uh, but she, uh, but when I lost my job at the first bar that I uh, worked at, my uh, good friend Shannon's brother, uh, he worked for the local newspaper. And uh, I was, you know, I was feeling depressed. I was angry with the world, angry with everything because. Uh, all my money just shut off uh, with one phone call. That's right. My boss fired me over the phone and uh, you know, but, and I have expectations for managers and owners. If you're going to fire somebody, do it to their face. Don't do it over the fucking phone. You pussy. But like I said, I was down on my luck and all of a sudden he's uh, my, my friend Shannon's brother. He all of a sudden said, Consider working for the newspaper. And after, oh, I don't know, it was maybe two or three months of being unemployed and uh, just my nerves frazzled and uh, be getting behind on my car payments, being a burden, not feeling like I was being a burden on my parents. I finally turned to him and I said, okay, I need a job. What do I do to get this job? And so he pointed me in the right direction to go get that job with the newspaper. Now it was a low, what they considered a, uh, a low level job. All I was doing was standing in at an inserter, putting ads in the newspapers and, but it paid decently. But, uh, right, uh, right before I got that job, I got a job at another bar. And, uh, so when the newspaper called me up, interviewed me, hired me, I got my boss, to agree to let me keep Tuesday nights. So that was my that was my official bartending night. Other nights I was either server or a barback. And so they 
because Tuesday nights in the newspaper business, at least where I'm from, uh, was a dead night. Nothing happened. No special ads went in. It was, it, it was just horseshit. So they, um, at his advice, he said, go ahead and keep your Tuesday nights, but, uh, you know, you know, have the rest of the week open. And so I talked to my boss at the bar. He said, yeah, you can keep your Tuesday nights. That's cool with me. And so I was working both jobs at the same time. Now, uh, this girl also talked about that it would be a severe pay cut, $14 an hour. Now, uh, yes, uh, uh, when you go from being a bartender to a so-called quote-unquote real job, um, there is something that you will notice right away. You no longer have money in your pocket. And uh, so you can't just go ahead and uh, buy buy a Coke uh, out of the machine because uh, all your money's in the bank. You got to uh, use your debit card to uh, go to 7 well, 7-Eleven doesn't exist anymore. At least not where, not where I'm living right now. Uh, you have to use your debit card for every damn thing. And, uh, and when you realize you don't have money all the time, you start to, uh, use your debit card more often because let's all admit we, when we have tips in our pockets, we tend to spend money just because it's there in our pockets, burning a hole. And so we just think, yeah, I can get it. I'll just make it back to, uh, tonight when I go back to work. Uh, now, you know, raise your hand if you've all had that thought in your head. Uh, just put your hands down because I can't even see you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, especially if you're driving in a car. That, you know, that's dangerous. But uh, when I that, that was something it took a while for me to try to adjust to. And it also made me realize that I had a slight gambling problem. Video poker was popular in the bars. Well, they're all over the bars in Oregon right now, run by the state. And I was, uh, every night, you know, I didn't spend my take-home pay, but whenever I'd go out, uh, I'd sit, uh, I'd go and play poker for a little while. I think that was, uh, that mostly had to do with being introverted and not wanting to talk to, uh, certain people that were in the bar or wanting to get out of a conversation in the bar when I was out with friends. And it, uh, started to become a problem. Uh, the first time I realized it was a problem, I got paid from my other job, uh, my job at the newspaper. And within two nights, maybe less, I had spent my entire week's pay and all in the video poker. Cause we got paid weekly at that job. And I was like, I had that money for, 24 hours and I spent it in uh, I spent it sitting at a poker machine for two hours and that uh, that made me realize okay there may be a problem here so uh, you do, and then all of a sudden I realized well it's gonna be another week before I get that and some of you job people are gonna get jobs that are by you get paid bi-weekly or maybe even one of those few jobs where you get paid monthly and you can't, you have to, now that's where you all of a sudden realize maybe budgeting's a good idea. So if you do 
end up getting with uh, getting a job th- uh, dropping in your lap where it's weekly, biweekly uh, paycheck. Learn to budget quickly because all your p- past habits are just going to uh, come up to haunt you. And whether it's uh, going out every weekend or buying just something just because it's shiny. Yeah, uh, you're going to have to uh, tone that down a little bit. Amazon shopping, that's a big one. But um, so I was I was working both jobs uh, at the same time. And but as long as I kept my bartending shift, I wasn't in huge trouble if I just blew my uh, weekly paycheck. When I first started at the newspaper, my paychecks weren't that big to begin with. But later on, when they started uh, taking over my life, uh, I was working six days a week, bartending one night a week. Uh, the paychecks started getting better because I was working tons of overtime. Uh, believe it or not, uh, when working the inserters at a newspaper, you do make a lot of overtime pay if they like you. But the whole thing was the bartending job saved me because uh, I just spent my whole paycheck and I got to keep gas in my car. I got to keep, you know, uh, you know, sorry for some of you people that are a little sensitive to this, but I, I had to go buy cigarettes. And uh, luckily, mom and dad uh, uh, were uh, letting me stay at their house, but they weren't happy about that, that I was constantly broke, even though I had a job. And so it came down, uh, came down to, okay, time to straighten things out. Of course, when you're working six days a week at the newspaper and one night a week at, uh, behind the bar, it, it, for on the good side, it gives you a smooth transition. That way you still have a few bucks in your pocket that you can feel free to, you know, not necessarily splurge, but you can give yourself a present every once in a while. Or, uh, you know, that's, that's your spending money for your week and the rest of it goes to bills. And uh, it's uh, it made things uh, go a lot easier for me uh, just because... Uh, you know, I had money in my pocket and once I stopped the video poker thing, I wasn't going over to the ATM to, uh, withdraw some money, still making ridiculous purchases every, uh, every now and then. And, but it, uh, all came, uh, but it all came down to having a little bit of self-control. So, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, uh, say pick one job or the other maybe your uh, boss would be, be as cool as mine was at the time and let you keep a couple nights a week and uh, you know just do that sort of thing but the problem is uh, this was actually funny uh, because I was bartending Tuesday nights but the newspaper kept me busy uh, Wednesday through Monday and I was always working the night shift and I remember there's this one girl I was interested in that would come into the bar and she asked me, when's your next day off? And, uh, I said, uh, November. And, uh, this, and she asked me that in something like, uh, August. And I, and to tell her that my next day off was in November because it was my scheduled time off. 
that was a little embarrassing and tough to do because I was interested in her, but, uh, you know, that, that was pretty much a deal breaker for her because I, I wasn't going to be available for her schedule, which is another piece of advice that I will give to you guys is, uh, you it work, uh, work life separation. Your work is one thing you need a life. And I remember sitting down with my boss at the newspaper and this was right after that girl asked me what I was doing and, uh, or when my next day off was, and I started saying, you know, how, you know, what, there's no work life separation here. And he just kind of giggled and said, yep, you're kind of married to the job. And funny thing was when I first interviewed for the job, they told me that I would work only 30, 30 hours a week. That's it. No more. And, uh, if you work less, sorry about your luck. And I ended up working, uh, 40 hours plus there were full timers there that made twice the money that I did that only worked, uh, 40 hours a week, but I was working 50, 55 hours, uh, 60 hours a week sometimes. And, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. The money was good, but I had no time for anything. I, you know, I couldn't go to the beach on the weekend, uh, finding, uh, since my shift ended at three 30 in the morning, all of my friends were just getting home from work and probably going to bed, just got off their shift at the bar and they're probably going to bed at the time. And so it was me and cable TV quite a bit or because this was the early days of, uh, DSL, uh, that, uh, DSL, then moving on to cable, uh, cable modem, uh, in surfing the internet, playing on MySpace, uh, play and YouTube really wasn't a thing just yet. But uh, I was learning how to uh, edit videos and do other things that never really amounted to anything. I mean, I put some of the videos that I made on YouTube, but, you know, nobody really watches them because I'm not an influence. I wasn't an influencer back then. Still probably not. But, uh, you know, we can all uh, dream because I, I think I checked my check the numbers on those videos I posted all those years ago, probably close to 20 years ago. And, uh, the, their, their numbers are still low and it's funny. Yeah. I just, I just laugh at it because that was back in the days when YouTube, uh, you were doing covers, uh, you know, nobody, it was like America's funniest home videos had been transferred over to the internet. You weren't really seeing anything serious. There were no social media influencers yet. Uh, but it was on the horizon. I mean, at the time, I think the only social media influencer was Tom on MySpace, and uh, yeah, oh, nobody knows what he's up to nowadays. But like I said, uh, I'm going from a night job bartending to a night job working for the newspaper, sometimes day. Uh, it was a tough transition, money wise. Because I went from having money in my pocket every night when I got home to having money once a week 
And uh, sometimes I would, you know, sit back and think, I want to go do this. I want to go buy that. Oh, shit, I can't now because I don't have the money. Instead of sitting back and thinking, oh, well, shit, all I have to do is work three bar shifts and I can go buy that guitar I want. And, you know, that was the kind of life that I was doing. I mean, doing both bartending and uh, working at the newspaper gave me uh, stable money. Uh, well, that's the thing about uh, the so-called, uh, quote-unquote, real jobs. Your money might be low when you first start out at this new job, but at least it'll be stable. You don't have to worry about slow nights. You don't have to worry about if that customer is going to tip you or not, or if they stiff you completely. Um, kind of like, that's kind of what I, I kind of said that twice, didn't I? Anyway, uh, you, uh, you, there's, if you budget your money properly and now I'm not, this isn't going to be an economics lesson cause I don't know shit about that. But if you budget your money properly, you always know you have money. It's just every week you look at your bank account. There it is. Uh, and, and I remember when I was a full-time bartender, I uh, would have my real paycheck uh, every other week, and but I'd have money from tips, and the tips would outweigh the paycheck if I didn't spend it all on video poker and uh, frivolous things. Uh, it, but working a stable job, uh, the money start uh, you know wasn't great at first. But then once I got my head on straight, it uh, it started to work out a lot better. Uh, but God, I loved having money in my pocket every night when I went home. It felt good. Reach in my pocket, pull out all of the tips that I'd received that night and uh, have the intention of putting it in a shoebox, leaving it there, forgetting about it. But then all of a sudden remembering, oh shit, there's this thing coming up that I really want to go to. Uh, or I really want to do what we're going to Vegas. Let's go. And then empty out the shoebox. Even, you know, I'd, I'd have the best intentions, uh, for my tips, but it didn't always work out. You know, I kind of wonder every once in a while if, it, uh, the government sits back and, uh, thinks that these people can feed themselves and, uh, you know, restaurants, uh, it's, you know, social, uh, you know, they're all packed in as much as possible so that uh, they can fill up all the tables. Uh, people can cook for themselves. Why not uh, Why not close down the restaurants? Eh, some, maybe some people can cook for themselves, but it, I can't guarantee it's going to be very well. How many of you people out there have been on dates and they bring you over to their place and they cook you a dinner and it ain't that great? Go ahead and put up your hands. I got you again. Put your hand down. I can't even see you, especially if you're driving. You know, I was watching Deadpool, uh, Deadpool two earlier today uh, before I recorded this show, and it it, all, it it almost feels like that I'm breaking the fourth wall of bartending, and the stuff that we'd all talk uh, we'd all talk about if there was a camera behind us. Don't put, but please, any anybody out there that is looking for the next great show idea, don't make a reality show about bartenders and servers. It, you wouldn't be able to handle how much swearing is involved. But anyway, it's break time. So, uh, 
you know, first of all, I want to tell you guys, uh, help a man out. Go over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Pick up some swag, t-shirts, stickers. I got uh, a couple different things going on over there. Help support the show so I can keep doing this and hopefully grow it into something a little bit bigger. Uh, I mean, last week uh, was the first time I ever did a live show on Instagram. And uh, not too many people showed up for it, mostly because I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I just kind of appeared there. And, uh, you know, it's once again, it's another way of me working on, uh, how introverted I am. I just throw myself out there, see what happens. If I make an ass out of myself, oh, well, I just won't save the, uh, save the video to Instagram, but you know, I think it went fairly well. Met some pretty cool people on there. Uh, if you want to see the video, it's on my Instagram page, uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, but uh, go visit heybartenderpodcast.com and you can listen to new shows, old shows, and check out the store. Also, remember, if you're looking for a good cup of coffee, go to bartenderzonecoffee.com. They got tons of different blends and I'm sure you'll find something that you like. Bartenderzonecoffee.com. Next up on this Saturday show of Hey Bartender Podcast is the musical guest for this show. Today, we're featuring Buffalo Hunt from Austin, Texas. Uh, according to Bandcamp.com, Buffalo Hunt is a moniker of Austin musician Stephanie Hunt. The project is dedicated to traversing territories to find the sustenance of the unknown. It is sometimes serious, sometimes playful, full of textures, and up for interpretation. So from the album Ambitions and Ambiguity, here is Buffalo Hunt with the song Life Not on My Terms. Life not on my terms Dynamic systems of uncertainty Lasting securities Suffer more simply Cause everything is changing Everything is changing It's life not on my terms It leaves never completely Instability Lasting securities Suffer more gently Everything keeps changing Yeah, everything keeps changing Life not on my terms It's life not on my terms Some provocative questions Keeping me guessing How can I will decide Is it wrong or is it right How can we make amends With uncertainty Thank you. 
Once again, from Austin, Texas, that was Buffalo Hunt with their song Love on My Terms from their album Ambitions and Ambiguity. If you want to go check out some more of their stuff, go to bandcamp.com. That's what I do. They got a lot of great, great independent music uh, that I find to uh, have on my show because I love promoting independent music. And it's fun to give some of these bands that really deserve some airplay uh, a little bit of the spotlight. Uh, I mean... Everything's on the uh, popular radio nowadays is pretty much controlled by Beyonce and Jay-Z, isn't it? Anyway, that's enough of that. Go check out Buffalo Hunt. uh, Probably available on uh, any streaming services also. Back to the subject anyway. uh, When it comes to if you do decide to get a real job, you, you can afford to be a little bit picky because you still have a job. Uh, there's and there's nothing wrong with your job you love your regulars you love the money that you come home with every night there's nothing wrong with that don't uh even think for a second that this bartender is telling you go get another job right now quickly whatever you do just take whatever go to mcdonald's no dear god no uh not that there's anything wrong with working at mcdonald's i gotta cover that Uh, i worked there for a year and a half back when i was 19 but anyway uh you know you can afford to be a little picky about your job if uh, if you decide to move on from uh what you have right now i mean there's nothing wrong with working as a bartender or server you make good money you're able to support yourself 
you know, that those are the two key elements. That's uh, just look after yourself. But let me remind you of a story that I told a long time ago. This guy who worked works for worked uh, past tense probably now uh, for a technology company. I don't want to say their name because I don't want to get sued. And they were the first to come out with what I saw as a portable MP3 player. And because they had the for, uh, foresight to notice that people were downloading all of their music. So they developed a MP3 player that you could listen to, um, listen to music digitally and instead of burning it onto a CD. However, our, uh, there was this one guy that came into uh, my bar one night and I was serving that night, so I walk up to the table and say, hey, guys, how you doing? What can I get for you? I'm going to start you off with a drink. And they gave me their drink orders and then uh, gave me their food orders. And uh, eventually, one guy turned to me and says, hey, listen, if you're ever uh, looking for a real job, and immediately that pissed me off, uh, he says, uh, go over to this company, uh, I work in the uh, MP3 player department, and uh, and you know we're always looking for somebody. We'll start you off at something like eight dollars an hour, and I'm like, what the hell? But uh, eight dollars an hour, but you know, that'll build up over time. And after th- uh, after three months, you'll get your medical benefits. And you know he was giving me the whole spiel, and I had to stop him because uh, I said, look. I do this job for fun. I have another job that started me off at $18 an hour. And I already, uh, on day one, I already had medical benefits and a 401k, which you did not say. And so I'm doing good. And by the way, I read in the newspaper that uh, your company's thinking about uh, shutting down the MP3 player area. So you might want to, uh, you know, look towards the future a little bit. And then I walked away with a smile on my face. Didn't even look back. Total badass. And uh, sure enough, I mean, the, it was the one of the first MP3 players. Uh, it, I don't, uh, you know, hard drive. You know, the one of the first like iPods out there, um, without the eye. And uh, it didn't do very well. They shut that whole. Uh, system down it was the the thing was an obscene price for only 128 megabytes now uh take a look at the phone that you have right now probably the smallest uh, amount of storage that you have on the phone that you're listening to my podcast on is 128 gig so uh you know anywhere between 128 gig to 512 gig some of you might even have uh a terabyte for all i know um, I mean, you can you can go out and buy uh, SD cards for some of those phones out there, uh, you know, expandable memory and all that sort of thing. But 128 megabytes, what's that like? Good for eight songs, and now we've got the uh, entire song uh, song catalog at our fingertips at all times. You can uh, turn to your phone and say you had to be uh, play you had to be there from the uh soundtrack to almost famous you know still water but uh, uh but 
you know, that was the case with all MP3 players back in those days. I thought I was doing good when I got uh, one gig iPod. And uh, now it's oh, unbelievably huge. Especially with the cloud, you download everything to the proverbial cloud and you, know, you got everything at your fingertips whenever you want. You, you no longer have to wait to find somebody that knows more about Tom Petty than you do. You no longer have to sit there and go, what's that song? It goes like, uh, 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 here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. Start away back in history. You don't have to wait for somebody that knows those lyrics. You can actually recite it to uh, these to the to your phone and it'll find the song for you and it's pretty incredible age we live in but like i said you know you're not beggar so don't choose uh, so you heck you can afford to choose if you want to leave the service industry if i had a choice back in the day if uh the first uh the first real bar that i worked at didn't terminate my employment because they thought i was stealing and i wasn't I'm going to say this up, down, and sideways. I did not steal a thing from that company. I came in every shift they ever asked. I worked unbelievable hours for them. I bent over backwards to entertain, and and I still got fired. But I'm pretty sure it's because uh, the owner was sleeping with another one of the bartenders, and he asked for more hours. In fact, I, I it's not. I'm not pretty sure. I'm positive, and but. Funny thing about that was uh, she decided, uh, oh shit, they're gonna find out about us. I better break up with uh, break up with that guy. Pissed him off. A week later, he quit. So they had to uh, go through the hiring process of another bartender. Some of the customers, I actually, uh, they thought I was the shit and they wanted me to stick around. And but to their because they were old family friends. Because they were old family friends, they, uh, I stuck up for him and, uh, you know, like they were like, Hey, you should hire him back. And it's, uh, he doesn't handle the hiring. You know, you got to talk to the other one. And, uh, I was greatly appreciated that my old customers, because I'd like swing in to say something to Shannon real quick. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, some of my customers missed me. Missed me. I can't say that they came over to the next bar that I worked at, because most of them would go over and visit Shannon first, and if they had the time, they'd swing by and visit me. But just so you guys know, if you're lucky enough to have a job dropped in your lap that you think you could excel at, that you think would uh, help build yourself up. Don't take it. Uh, I mean, I thought it, you know, at one time I thought there was something called job security. Uh, I thought there was uh, at one time there was something called uh, uh, loyalty in the workplace. And in the last oh, 25 years, I pretty much think that's bullshit. Uh, if you because at the uh, places that I have worked all, and I've had a lot of goofy jobs over the years at all the places that I've worked. If I didn't quit, obviously I got fired and it was usually for horseshit reasons. And uh, even at the bar, you know, the, uh, the bar that I got fired from uh, 
they uh, some of the co- uh, my coworkers were they're like well, when's uh, when's Anthony coming in and they were like oh he's not coming in we uh, we fired him and then they stood back and went why he did everything for you guys he you know bent over backwards he'd come in for extra shifts he uh, would make sure everything was cool all the time why the hell did you fire him and they I guess they got uh, they got blown off and you know it didn't hurt their business because like I said everybody was there to sh- see Shannon but uh, it uh, it's I start lost faith in job security and loyalty to the employees. I don't personally don't think that there's such thing as loyalty towards employees anymore because of the bullshit that hap- uh, happened to me in previous jobs. And, uh, you know, some, uh, I, you know, started losing faith that people are, uh, there to help you. Uh, that I've started losing faith that people there are to, uh, make sure you're happy and, uh, make sure that you're going to stick around for a long time. And in fact, there was one job interview I went to. They, they asked me, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Once again, I'm going to tell you guys, that's a bullshit question. I hate it when it comes to interviews. And I told them the truth. I wanted to run my audio, my own audio studio someday. And they said, well, we're looking for somebody that's going to stick with us for a long time. And I got pissed off because the place that I was applying for a job at, I'd been in there three times that month and they never had the same employees ever uh, uh, during even before that. And so your, uh, your boss might, uh, you might love your boss, your boss might love you, but there is always that great chance that all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out from under you and you got to move on somewhere else. Uh, here's uh, here's a few examples of uh, people that I've met in the last f- few years. Technically, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, uh, all 143 episodes, uh, people that have moved on uh, to better themselves, uh, no, I don't want to... You know what? I'm sorry. I hate to say better themselves because... Being a bartender and server, you're already a great person. But uh, some people have moved on to different jobs just because the job was available uh, to him, and it sounded like a, a great idea. People like Sir Mix a lot. He's uh, he started his own bar t- mobile bartending business out of that, uh, out of it, all of his bartending experience. Uh, L. D. Moreau. Right now, she's got a book out there called Think Like a Bartender Recipes for Life, how she managed to uh, turn her life as a bartender into something uh, that related to how she could uh, better herself, uh, how she could handle herself, and chooses to give that information, pass that information on to you guys. Uh, Who else? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Going down the list here... uh uh, 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 uh. Randy Lynn Lambert uh, voted best bartender in Santa Fe twice in, uh, and she uh, just recently started a new job and last time I contacted her she was nothing but happy now Kenny Stewart of uh, the Fraternal Order of Bartenders Administrator I think he will probably bartend to his dying day 
and and you know more power to him because uh, he he's a badass and he knows what he's doing uh, my friend Barbara Robertson she's moved on uh, moved on to another job gives her a little bit more time with her family and so on uh, let's see um, where uh, where is Oh, Shanna Swain. Yeah, uh, she uh, while she's bartending, she managed to get herself her realtor license. And uh, from what I can tell from her social media, she still bartends on the side, but she's also becoming a uh, has become a realtor. That's some great things. Uh, I mean, if you love where you're at, uh, you want to, uh, you love your customers, you love your coworkers. By all means, stay there, but don't ignore something good that may be on the horizon life like uh ferris bueller once said life moves pretty fast you got to stop and look around once in a while or you can miss it so uh if you're happy and you know it clap your hands no um if like i said happy at your bar happy at your restaurant by all means stay there but don't ignore opportunities because you could be missing out on something huge Anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Please come up to the bar. I don't want to walk all the way to the other end of the bar to give you a Coors Light. So anyway, special thanks to Buffalo Hunt for allowing me to use their single Life Not On My Terms from their album Ambitions and Ambiguity. You can find them on streaming services. I use Bandcamp.com personally. Um, Also like to thank... Jason underscore dot underscore homes from Columbus, Ohio on Instagram for uh, letting me use whether he knew it or not. Uh, the recipe for his drink called the Rose Gold Gin Cocktail. Remember, people, if you want to get a hold of me, all you have to do is email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. Uh, I answer every inst- instant message that I get and I love talking to you guys. I think I'm going to probably do more of those Instagram shows um, along with the podcast. Don't worry. I'm not going to quit doing this because uh, I think uh, according to uh, Kaylee, uh, she drives between Dallas and Austin. She says she listens, uh, listens to my shows while she's driving from between Dallas and Austin. And if I went strictly video, she wouldn't be able to listen to me. uh, And, if she decided to just have me playing in the background, she's just going to have to every once in a while look down at the screen to see what I look like because I might do something visual. You know, you don't know. And then she might get in a car wreck, and then I'll hear about it, and then I'll feel bad. And uh, no, that's uh, beyond the point. But uh, yeah, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, just go to Hey Bartender Podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. And I'm on Twitter, hey bartender PO1. Don't do much on that, but uh, you know, you never know. Anyway, guys, I really hope that this uh, shutdown and the quarantine of all the restaurants uh, doesn't last too long, so you guys can get back to work and see all your favorite people and your people that you don't don't necessarily hate, but wouldn't mind seeing something bad happen to. Uh, because you know, we got all of us got to eat. And, uh, you know, shutting down our job at the snap of a finger. God, that's painful. And I feel sorry for all you guys. So, you know, let's all stick together and help each other out. And, 
if you're bored, maybe help out a charity or something like that, just for something to do. If you're financially stable enough to be able to help yourself, if you're not financially stable enough to help your uh, help yourself, I do suggest looking for their uh, charities that help out bartenders and servers that are having a little bit of trouble during this COVID-19 pandemic. But until next show, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.